Christina. She has just been through, you guys have been hearing about my favorite course that we offer called Boutique Breakthrough. Okay. It's the course we offer where photographers, we scrub through every part of their business, which I'm going to share with you what we did with, with Christina. And I'm going to dig in with her. I'm like, what was hard? What was scary? Because so many of you are like, I'm too scared. It's not for me. It's for other people, right? I believe in dreams, but I also believe in action. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Hi, Christina. Welcome. Sarah, thanks for having me. Okay, so share everybody, introduce yourself and share where you're from. So I'm Christina Baltazar. I'm from Central California, so around the Fresno area. I have five kiddos from one years old to almost 13 years old. And I've been doing portrait photography for, well, since my 12 year old was born, really. I put a little bit of a pause on it for a couple of years after having number three, four, and then five. <laughs> I know you lose count after you go from the man to man to a zone after that. It's just all grab who you can grab, right? You had a business and then you kind of paused it when you were having kids. So talk, share everybody like the, the reader's digest version of like where you were. Yeah, sure. So I started out as a shoot and burner way back when, and then I eventually was able to get into a very small studio and I did that for a couple of years. Surprise, surprise, got pregnant with number four and uh, things kind of changed. So I decided, you know, we should put a pause on that. And photography had been like taking over everything at that point. So I left the studio and just kind of did things out of my home for a couple of years. Then COVID hit and I was overwhelmed and I shut down. So let me jump let yeah, me jump in really quick before you pause, when you were working, like, how did your f- husband feel about your business? Cause you were working a lot, weren't you? Yeah. So I was always on the computer editing. I was always like get, trying to get as many sessions as possible. So social media and all that sort of stuff all the time. So he was not happy <laughs> um, and it just wasn't working with us. So there was a lot of tension when it came to running my business at that point. And so that was one of the reasons we took a pause from it. Yeah. Cause that's hard, isn't it? Cause you obviously love your children. You're having more <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, it's that hard, right? That whole, you want to have the business, but you want to have the family. Why can't you have both? So you decided I can't have both. I'm going to stay. My first important thing is my, my family. And, and it is stressful on a marriage. I remember when I was doing that up at night, like, which was your husband, like, come on, babe. <laughs> Yeah. So he would just go off to bed and I'd be up all hours of the night till like two in the morning, sometimes editing sessions and, you know, trying to plan things out so that I could have a good business, but it just wasn't working. 
I was tired. Okay. So you had the babies pandemic hit and then what happened? Well, we didn't know what was going to happen. So I really just paused everything. I did probably three sessions the entire 2020 (laughs) and then surprise pregnancy number five came along. And so it was just like, no way am I going to be able to do this with all these kids at home doing the schooling and all that sort of stuff. So decided to sell, I pretty much sold all of my maternity. Well, I did sell everything, (laughs) sold all my maternity gowns and was like, I'm not going to do this. I ended up miserable because I didn't have my creative outlet, lost some hair, like all that sort of stuff. I was so overwhelmed. And then um, oh, I'm going to get emotional. I wasn't <laughs> much to pull. No, um, it's hard because I mean, we, we do want to make the money, but like when you are a full-time parent only, you do lose a little bit of yourself, absolutely. right? When you let that go, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that too. Like we're driven by something more than money. Usually it is more than money. Mm-hmm. Oh. So in about October last year, I decided, nope, got to do what I love and got back into it, found you thankfully, and did the challenge and then signed up for boutique breakthrough. Okay. So you, you found us through a challenge Yeah. and what made you go? Okay. Sarah Petty has this class. Like what made you say, maybe she can help me. I'm just curious. Cause I don't know. Oh, well, I actually had heard of you way back in 2014, Sarah, when I had my third baby and I bought a course from you and then I must've had him and just forgot about it. <laughs> And um, the universe conspires when you're ready and the teacher shows up. So you showed up right when I was getting back into this. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. I know Sarah's got this Be Worth Every Penny book. And I had learned a little bit from you before. And so I was like, I'm going to jump in and do this challenge. All right. So you jumped in and let's, let's go through what I want to kind of go through. I want to like teach everyone as we go through kind of the steps that we do in boutique breakthrough. And, um, I want you to share like what, what, how each of the steps hit you. Like sometimes people fly through certain steps and then others are like, this is so scary. So If you're cool with that, I'm just going to like walk you through the process. So you came into the program and you were thinking, okay, I'm just like, what was your mindset? Were you like, I'm just going to do everything. Did you stay on course? Did you like, what was your mindset when you came in? I was like, I I know Sarah knows what she's doing. So I'm just going to do what she tells me to do. (laughs) All right. Do it, do it, just do it. Okay. So first thing we, we did was we kind of scrubbed through your branding and style. So logo, this uh, can looking for disconnects that make you seem like a, a shoot and burn photographer got prices off the website, all those types of things. How did, how did that system go for you? So since I've been in this for a while, it was pretty easy for me at this point. Um, really it was just taking the pricing off my site. That was the biggest change. Yep. Okay. Um, some people haven't made the, a lot of mistakes yet and we can fix them up front. And, and those of you who have been around a bit, you've gotten some of that dialed in. So that's day one quickly. Uh, then we dig into what and why. And I always tell people, if you don't know what makes you different and why you're in business, like in the monopoly game, do not pass go, do not collect $200 because otherwise you're a commodity. You're just competing on price. So how did this land for you? So this was probably 
one of my biggest um, challenges is communicating that to clients of why I no longer offer the digital images and why I want art on their wall, why it's important to me. And so this took a lot of digging into and I'm still working on that every day, like to communicate that to potential clients. But yeah. Now you know how important that is, right? Because if you're all you're competing on is price, you're a commodity and there's always someone to do it cheaper. And eventually someone will do it for free because everybody has a nice camera before you, before the pandemic, when you were doing it before, were you finding that you were talking more about price? I was definitely just talking about price and what's all included is like and there's more and there's more. And I was working way too much. I was including way too much for what people were getting. Yeah. It's like the Ginsu knife and wait, you get this and you yeah. get this, all those late night commercials. <laughs> okay. So. On day three, this is the scary one products and profitable prices. So we scrub through it, right? We give you a template and we say, Hey, Look at this, make a few decisions, get it done. We critique it. We look at it. So was that scary for you? Because I'm sure our pricing was probably higher than what you had before. Or, or like, talk about that a little bit. Um, simplifying it was amazing. Uh, Cause I used to have like pages of product that they could order and it was overwhelming. And so I love that you just completely simplified it and, Although it was much higher than what I had originally priced at, it made so much sense the way that you show us how to do it. Yeah. So after that, so you have to commit to your prices in our program and then you go on to the next steps where you still like, I'm not sure I believe her yet. Or how are you feeling there? Cause I know uh, that's when we have the most head trash, right? We have a lot, some tears, <laughs> It was a big gulp moment pressing send on that ordering my pricing guide. Um, but when it came in, it was, it's turned out gorgeous and I love it and my clients love it too. So, How did the community help you at that phase? Because I really feel like, you know, I used to teach people pricing uh, just like, or I do one-on-one. -on -one. I don't do one-on-one -on -one anymore because of this reason. They would go and they'd go, okay, Sarah, I got it. And they'd go to do it and they would be too scared because they would build up the head trash. Like, how does the community, like, because you were right there with all these other people who were like, ah, ah. Yeah. How did that help you see that, okay, if they're doing it, I can do it. Yeah, it was great because you get feedback and um, really explaining why your prices are so I don't know, all inclusive. Like they, they, they're just, I don't know how to word it, <laughs> but the price is intense because otherwise you're not going to be able to pay for the things that your business needs to run on. And so it was really good to have that feedback and like, okay, well, you're from this area. Maybe you can go a little bit higher or things like that because I'm in California. So maybe my prices should be a little bit higher than somebody that's out in Iowa, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like me in a cornfield in Illinois. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Although mine are probably the highest and, and you will get there as you're going. And I, I brought Christine here cause she's right out of boutique breakthrough guys. So she's still like, um, wait till you hear about not just one Julie, right. That she's gotten since boutique breakthrough that she literally just got through, but I want you to see like her future and her outlook on the future can change for everybody so fast. This isn't like a five-year journey um, to do these things, right? Christina has just done this. So, so you got your products and pricing, you've got them simple, 
beautiful. You had to do some pictures. Did you have to go shoot some new things to, to be able to sell what we told you to sell? Um, I actually, because I've been doing this so long, I had a good selection of images that I could choose from. So I didn't have to go shooting to finish my pricing. Okay. I said, and if I did, I would just grab my kids to take a picture. Totally. It was simple. It wasn't anything hard anyway, because it's all yeah. about simple, right? Mm -hmm. Simple, simple, simple. Okay. Then I know everybody wants marketing, right? Marketing, marketing, marketing. But I think one of the hardest things to learn is what to say, right? Because marketing makes the phone ring, but what sales you're selling, you're talking to people is what gets people booked. So that might've not been something you'd ever been taught, right? We taught you the seven B's. Like I broke it down to seven things that have to happen on that phone conversation. You have to know that before your market marketing or people will say, oh, my marketing's not working. Yes. So how was that for you? Was that hard to learn? Were you scared or did you find that? Like, talk about that a little bit. It was great because you have a lot of people to work with, like in the community. So you could practice what to say. That was the biggest thing of the community, I think, is practicing all these calls and stuff with other people so that you really hone in on what you should be saying and how to say it so that you're building value for your clients. Now you were talking to people before granted your prices were lower and now you're talking to people in a more systematized way with a higher expectation of sale. What, what turned the knob the most for like, was it the fact that you're covering pricing on that first call or what was it that you were like, bam, this is what I was missing. I was missing explaining why I was different and why having artwork on your walls is super important. Um, and what that meant to me, that was the, my what and why was definitely the most important aspect yeah. that I was making in that first phone call. Cause you would just go to answering what they asked, which is what do you offer and what does it cost? So you would answer that question. And then yeah. we always say in the absence of value, price is an issue. Tim and Beverly Walden, good friends of mine taught me that years ago in the absence of value, price is an issue. So if they don't know why you're different, yeah. They're just comparing you to some cheap photographer they met last week. Then we taught four different ways to find a Julie. Actually, one was a Bobby. Not to get too deep into that. One was partnering. That was my first partner. Her name was Bobby. My first right fit client's name was Julie. And, and you'd probably done some marketing before. Was that Were those activities scary for you? Uh, they weren't. No, they weren't scary at all for me because I've been doing some of these activities before. Okay. Um, the reaching out to the Bobby is I'm still working on that. So, um, yesterday I went to go look for some, so yep. and build those relationships, right? Those do take yes. a little bit longer and there are so many partners that you can have. And, um, that's why we stay kind of focused on the Julie, cause we need to get people a client quickly. Yes. So you got two clients pretty quickly. Were they one and then another, or were they two? Cause I think you're like up to number four now, right? So I've gotten four Julie's since boutique breakthrough started, um, with my largest being a $3,200 sale, which is amazing. I've never had somebody purchase such a large piece of art <laughs> and I'm so excited for when this comes in, but the other three, one was 2000, one was 1500 and the one just, um, this week was a thousand dollars. So Dude, it's been fantastic. <laughs> that is awesome. So once you got them on the phone and you talked to them, 
Um, and you can talk about all four lumped together. You can give me a specific example, but you knew what to say. You talked to them on the phone and you booked them, right? Because you had to tell the pricing. So you don't book anybody until you have the pricing. So you met with them to plan their session. How yes. did that go? Because I teach seven things that need to happen in there so that you, so that it makes the rest of the process super easy. How did that feel for you? Um, it's always exciting and a little nerve wracking at the same time because <laughs> you haven't completely booked the session when you come in for the in-person consultation. So, uh, you still have, but they get to touch and feel your products and see how gorgeous a 20 by 30 canvases on the wall and that sort of thing. Um, so it's a, it was a lot of fun. Um, my favorite one was definitely my, the newborn Julie that I had the $2,000 sale where we went over everything that she wanted to do during her session. And so they bought my large album. And as soon as they get to their new location, they're planning on buying more artwork for their walls. So that's Yay. super. Yay. Now, now that you don't have a studio, where are you meeting with them? Um, so some have been at a local coffee shop where I'll go to their house. Um, I do have a decent sized living room. So sometimes they'll come here and do that. It just depends on the client and what they want. Yeah. I like, I love actually going to my client's homes, even though I have a studio, cause you can look at their walls. You can be creative with them. Exactly. So I've loved going for the, we'll get to that part at the end, but the presentation I do in their home. So that's been fantastic. Love that. Love that. And were you spending less time with your clients that you had, like, we'll call them the before clients, right? The before your business model that where you were working all the time. And then this new model, you're, are you talk about the difference in the amount of time? Were you meeting so, with them ahead of time? Um, so in the past, it was just the phone call would be the planning session for their session. And then I would still do the ordering appointment after, but it was different in how I did it. Um, so now I'm investing a little bit more time, but it turns, it's turning into bigger results in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And you're building that no like, and trust with your audience um, and so much less time editing, right? Yes, absolutely. That's where I'm spending the least amount of time. Now I'm only editing what they are actually physically ordering. Whereas before I would be editing all of the images because they would always get all the digital files included in their collections, whether they got artwork or not. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings us to the next step. Shoot to sell. You just said, I'm only retouching what I know they're going to buy. Like you're only shooting what you know they're going to buy because you've had the planning, right? That's where everything happens. I mean, I think these are probably two of the most important steps, the first phone call. And then in the session planning to make sure, you know, what they want, right. And they can't tell you that's your job to find it out. How does shooting to sell feel? Um, I'm still getting used to it <laughs> because I get inspired and want to shoot all these other things, but I'm like, okay, no, we need to focus on, okay, can I see this series being on the wall. And so I'll photograph for that for like a newborn. I make sure to get the different poses that will flow really nicely on the wall together or one big statement piece for their wall, if that's what they're looking for, or if yeah. they really want an album, I shoot it specifically for that album. Yeah. You have to know that ahead of time, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're shooting for a wall portrait and an album and then this into that, and then they don't want anything, you've just wasted so much time. Absolutely. So shooting to sell has been has rocked for you. And then 
the ordering appointment. Talk about what you learned in that versus what you used to do and how you're serving differently. The ordering appointment is probably my favorite, one of my favorite parts because uh, you get to see their reaction face to face on what they love. And, you know, so whereas when I, I had done temporarily a, just a shoot and burn, send out the gallery, and then this is kind of what you get. And now it's in person. I can show them exactly what it looks like on their specific wall now too. So if they have an idea, Oh, I want to put it in the baby's nursery over the crib. Well, I can take a picture of that and show them, okay, this size is going to look amazing in that spot. So it's been fantastic. And they're like, that's so cool. They love it. And it just, it's really helped in increasing those sales, especially for that $3,200 order. She would have gotten like an 11 by 14 before. And now she's got this 30 by 40 that she's getting on her wall instead. Like eight, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, $8,000 you've made from just serving people. And it's funny because people, I, I hear photographers like being nervous about how to present the images or like whatever. That's my favorite part. Don't you find by then they shouldn't be freaking out over like prices or anything. You didn't have anybody freaking out about anything. Did you? No, nobody's freaking out about anything. They understand the value before I get there. And and then they're just so excited. I dropped off my newborn album today and they're like, oh, I love it. It turned out even more beautiful than we thought it would. And so it's just fantastic. And it's so not pressure, right? Nobody wants a high pressure sales thing and people love it, right? They're ordering, they're, yeah. they're happy. Like what, what were you feeling? Like talk about that $3,200 order that were you like, whoa. I'd be like, I can't afford that. So I'm not shopping in my pockets anymore. <laughs> like, but, you know, I was a little nervous going in there. Like, you know, she wants a this huge piece, but, you know, she's super excited to get it now. And she has two more that she's wanting in the future. So uh, that is so exciting. And yeah. so then the last, last step, um, and then I want to talk about your, your hubby and the changes with him. But the last step is picking up like framing, um, reinforcing the order, maximizing it, serving hard, getting referrals. Have you gotten to that step with your clients? Cause you may not even be that far along in the process. And how has all of that gone? Um, we're, I haven't quite gotten that far yet. I do have a past client that's come back to me and we are in the process now of planning a huge frame wall of all of the past sessions that I've done for her. So now that she knows that I do this custom ordering, of framing for her. She's, we're going, I'm going up there next week. Once her one frame that she ordered already comes in and we're going to plan out all the past, um, wall gallery for her. Love that. Were you already doing framing? I know that scares a lot of people. It's hard. It is not my favorite part, but it's sort of like, would you go to a fancy steakhouse and have this delicious dinner and, and they bring you dessert and they send you home with a can of frosting or like go to the grocery store and grab a can of frosting. It's an important part of it. If that's what you decide is your product mix. So how do you feel about the framing? Did you just, yeah. Did you just figure it out? So in the past, I never actually did frames. I would just do the canvases and um, my friend would make these wood photo blocks for me and she's moved away. So she's no longer able to do that. But uh, I started doing the framing and I was trying to go through uh, the same person I get canvases from, but they didn't have what they wanted. So now I'm going to a 
place locally to find her exactly what she wanted. And she appreciates it so much. And I know she's going to invest huge in, in that. So, yeah. So we teach photographers, like there are some industry resources. You can outsource it. We, we have a retired framer who comes and helps us, but we I've used all different kinds of framers, but that is so important, isn't it? It is. It is. So I love that. So I want to hear about like the, cause this has only been a couple months since yeah. you said yes to yourself and you're like, I'm ready to get back on it. Talk about like your husband and your family and how your business fits in. So before we got started, I sat everybody down and we had a conversation. Look, mom is going to work on her dreams and start back into her business. And so there may be times where I need your help around the house. So that's been super important instead of putting it all on me to do everything. The um, biggest thing is now I am fitting my business around my family instead of the other way around. So I might get up at five in the morning to work for an hour before kids wake up, but that's the way that I have to get it done. And I'm not up at two o'clock. Up until two o'clock in the morning, editing photos. And my husband's super proud of me because I come home with these orders and he's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. And he loves it. And he's just like, go for it now. Whereas last time he was just like, what are you doing? Always on your phone, always on the computer. Like every time we'd come home, I'd be on the computer. And now, now it's not like that. Now I take advantage of every moment that I have to work on my business. Like when the baby's sleeping, I'll sit down and do something that I can do in those 45 minutes to an hour. It's having the purpose and the schedule that works for you. That's been super important. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people tell themselves I can have a family or I can make money. Like I can't have both. And when I say family first, no, it's first and then business second. And you can have them both. It's not family only or business only. It's just getting them in the right order. Yeah, absolutely. I also love how you said, I sat my family down and my kids and said, mommy's working on her dreams. Like what a great lesson for our children, right? To see mom can do, mom can be a great mom and a great wife and also a great business person, not perfect at all of them, right? (laughs) None of us are. And we don't want to set that example. But the fact that, you know, I think it's interesting when it's like, we want to raise our children, go for your dreams, go for your dreams, and then not go for our dreams. Yeah. Yep. And so does your, so your husband sees like happy mommy, happy wife. Oh yeah. Like our relationship's gotten so much better over these last few months because of it. And, um, my daughter, my oldest daughter wants to be an artist. So this is like inspiring her to be like mom and go after her dreams to be an artist. So oh, that is amazing. So as you're making money, do you have a goal? Like what motivates you as I'm assuming you're a second, a second additional income in the family, like what motivates you for the money piece now that, cause I know you have the creative piece, but do you want to, is it vacations? Is it, you know, paying off things or like, where does money fit in for you? Um, so for me that it would be to have my kids to be able to do the extra activities that they want to do because they don't do anything. Right. <laughs> and so I would love to have my daughter get into gymnastics or to go on a trip as a family to it was Disney, but it'll probably be something different now, uh, as they're a little bit older, but, um, I would love to be able to pay for that myself with what I earn. You know, we're developing humans and that costs money, you know, personal development. I know a lot of people are like wanting to do our programs and invest in themselves. And it's like, 
they're scared or whatever. And I love that you're teaching your kids. Like I want to invest in you. You're worth me investing in. And you're going to be bad when you start gymnastics. You're going to be bad when you start soccer. And I don't care. Like that's how we get better at anything, you know? And I think when we teach our children that we invest in, um, in ourselves, no matter what it looks like experiences, vacations, classes, you know, I made all of my kids try an instrument, right. And do it. Cause I wanted them to have that experience. That's not cheap. You rent them, but, um, I wanted, you know, it's not tons of money, but it, it all adds up. Doesn't it? It does. Absolutely. Especially with five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so are your kids, do they understand like mom got a big order? Do you share that with them? They're probably kind of little. Um, yeah. So this morning I, put one in the car and they're like, what's this? I was like, oh, it's an order for my client that I'm going to go drop off to her this morning after I take you to school. So they're, they're like, oh, that's cool. So, and they love seeing it. And, you know, I'm participating in their school now activities more. So it's been oh, great. That is great. Gives you more time. Like it's not just money, right? We can make more money, but you're getting your time back. Mm-hmm. And just last question. Do you feel like, you know, I always say, family first, but also it's about you putting your best self into the world. Do you feel the best self of you showing up more? Oh, absolutely. Like the mindset shift on having to do it all or just being who I am has been really big, really big. Yeah. And showing up for your people. I love it. Christina, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you came here to share with everybody. Probably one of the most fragile phases of going boutique is that tender spot where you're fired up about the possibilities, but you don't have a ton of income coming in yet because you haven't gotten your first thousand dollar client, the person we call your Julie. Going boutique really turns your business upside down in a good way with new systems for selling, for marketing, and for pricing. And it really can be heart pounding and nerve wracking. Well. One of the ways I've made the transition easier for photographers is my 60-day online workshop called Boutique Breakthrough, where we scrub through your prices, your photography, your brand, and your selling system to make you boutique. We only open this course up a few times a year to a small group of photographers because my team and I literally hold your hand through your transition. A new class is starting soon, so if you're interested in learning more, Go to boutiquebreakthrough.com for a free training to see if Boutique Breakthrough is right for you.